Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ruminations of Red Rum. I'm your host, Kyle, with a K. And today we kind of have a uh, full party here, a big house party we got going on. We have returning <laughs> the final girl, Georgie. It's like Project X up in this bitch right now. That's okay. That's not my house party movie, but I, I'm sure it's your house party what? movie for your no, generation. Uh, I've only seen it once. And the one time I saw it, I was like, this would literally never happen in real life. But I appreciate the creativity. I've never seen it, but I know what you're talking about. And I refuse to watch it. It's a lot. It's way too much. Doesn't actually, it say based on a true story? It does. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually heard it was pretty decent. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it is decent. Yeah, whatever. It's fun. It's creative. Hmm. Okay. Georgie, what have you been up to lately? Oh, um, university, dude. It just started back up again. First semester on campus after COVID. And it's wild. Uh, Y'all need to wear your fucking masks, please, for the love of everything. I don't care. That we're in a hundred degree weather, like people are dying. Don't be selfish. Thank you. Thank you. And joining us, returning, we have the new blood, Brendan. Brendan, how you doing? I am. I'm doing all right. Uh, it was a nice, like, seventy degree overcast day today. Uh, so I took like a two hour walk. Just like listen to the No Sleep podcast. It was it was pretty it's pretty chill. Did you walk in the rain? Uh it did it did not rain, thankfully. It started to rain like right as I got back to my apartment, so I kind of lucked out on that. Okay. 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 What have you been up to lately as far as reading, writing, watching, viewing? Um I just did quite a bit of coverage for uh, Arrow's Fright Fest 2021. Uh, I got to see some really, really wild stuff, <laughs> to say the least. Tell me about that. What was your like uh, main takeaways from that? My main takeaway is that the pandemic cooped up so many creative people that at this point, they're just like fuck it i'm gonna make what i want to make and all five films that i covered were like super original um they were weird they were out there they were different uh and yeah no so i'm i'm really excited to see like what horror is going to be turning into over the next few years with you know like all the scripts that people have been writing when they've been cooped up so i think that we're going to be uh, pleasantly surprised with uh, some of the stuff that we're going to be seeing over the next couple years. I'm really excited. I feel like the floodgates are finally open again and everybody's oh, yeah. just putting out shit. And uh, I'm very excited for uh, what's to come. And then returning, um, actually, as some fan requested requests, uh, we have joining us from the popular Don't Breathe episode, Ian without an e you know, I actually <clears throat> sorry i actually changed my name um legally and it's it's spelled e hyphen y e n so there's two e's sure um i'm doing good i'm doing good kyle just got over my uh sick sinus infection and uh 
I've, I've just been watching a lot of movies, a lot of movies lately. Now, did you get tested to make sure it wasn't COVID? Yes, several and it, times. And it was negative? It was negative, yes. Okay. You had to be on the end of my seat there for a second. Yeah. You, be, you, you got me. We had the suspense. It was, uh, it was tingling. So what have you been watching lately? Oh, my goodness. Uh, a lot of Criterion films. I just got HBO Max, um, and they have a plethora of Criterion. Um, and they have a lot of new films. And um, that new uh, Suicide Squad came out. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Um, a lot of J-horror. More J-horror. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I follow you on Letterboxd. Um, you do put out a lot of shit. Um, what's like the like? What's your favorite movie you've seen in the past like two weeks? Two weeks. It would probably be Tokyo Fist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very uh, odd name, yes. And it's a uh, it's a body horror movie about boxing. Interesting. That sounds right at my alley. It is by a director who is just the most insane person uh, known to man. He just puts together movies that no one understands. And I love it. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Add it to the list. Add it to the watch list on Letterboxd, as the kids say. (laughs) Um, Me, I've been... uh, I haven't watched a lot of shit lately. Um, I've been playing a lot of video games, actually. Um, so the new Ghost of Tsushima DLC came out. That's a PlayStation 4 and 5 game. And I'm just obsessed with it. I can't stop playing it. Uh, it's, it's really good. I mean, if you guys have a PlayStation, if you guys are into games, check it out. Um, it's made by Sucker Punch, the guys who did like Sly Cooper back in the day. They made the infamous games. Um, it's just super rad. The combat's super cool. Um, it's the best just straight up samurai game I've ever played. And I go back pretty far playing like Bushido Blade and I played all the Dynasty Warriors games. I've I've done it all. Onimusha. I love them. But this game is rad and you can play flutes, the cats, and uh it's pretty rad. I've also been playing Halo. I jumped back into Halo. Oh. I'm really excited for the new Halo Infinite, and I'm a big Halo guy. I grew up with Halo. Um, and so I've been going chronologically through the games and that is a blast, but I haven't really watched a lot of horror. I've been watching Dexter, um, because I've never seen it. That's pretty horror related, I guess. He's, you know, a serial killer and, uh, I'm on season four of that, which apparently is when it starts getting really good. When John Lithgow, I think that's how you say his name. Um, he enters the fray as one of the killers and, um, so far, it's 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 pretty rad, and they're coming out with a new season. They're like rebooting it slash making a new season. So that's what got me uh kind of hyped for that. But yeah, did you know that the main actor who plays Dexter is British? No, and I've seen him in interviews too, and I he he doesn't have an accent or anything. So it blows my mind. Yeah, that's kind of like when I found out that uh. James, or, uh, James Wan was Australian. <laughs> I saw an interview with him and like, 
he started talking and I was like, that's not what I was expecting you to sound like, but okay. Yeah. Well, folks, today we are covering a 2006 movie called Stay Alive. And this was one of uh, Brendan's recommendations. <laughs> Thank you, Brendan. <laughs> I appreciate the recommendation. Oh, um, you're welcome. Tell me, uh, before we get into anything here, when did you first see this movie? Like, how did you find it? And uh, just tell me about, like, a brief history of you in this movie. Uh, so I would say it was uh, one of those movies that every year played on like AMC's Fear Fest or Oct- uh, Sci-Fi's. What did they do? The Thirty One Days of Halloween or something. Mm. Um, so I, I would always see it like advertised, and I I never watched it. I thought that I. I absolutely love video games. And if I could just circle back real quick, my roommate's been playing uh, the director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima, and it is so cool. So, so good. I highly recommend that. Um, but yeah, so I think like at one point in college, it was my freshman year and I had no cable. So I just bought a bunch of like random horror DVDs and I saw that in FYE. And it was the director's cut. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm sure that the director's cut's better. And I watched it and absolutely loved it. I was like, it's trashy. It's dumb. It's so fun. It's everything that I want in a, you know, just a, a slasher movie. Um, and yeah, and then I found out that the cut that I watched wasn't actually the cut that was released. So I I did some digging and it was like it was kind of fucked how like Disney pretty much just tried to like steamroll the entire thing. Um but yeah, I think it's super fun rewatching it. Uh may have had a few different opinions now, but uh yeah no. So that that's pretty much how I found the movie. Okay. Was anybody so speaking about the director's cut, I know Georgie, I believe you did not see the director's cut, correct? Well, here's the thing. Um, (laughs) 16 minutes and 23 seconds into this film, I realized that I have seen it before. Oh. And that being said, I don't remember what version I watched um, when I originally watched it. Couldn't really even tell you when. It was probably when Netflix first, like, became streaming versus, like, ordering a dvd that comes in your mail holy fuck that was so long ago anyway um i watched it at some point but when i rewatched the non-director's cut i did go on youtube and watch like a collaboration video i guess of like the original movie versus the alternative movie so if that video was accurate i have an idea of the director's cut Okay. Okay. So you get the just and okay. So you've seen it before. Um, do you have any history with this movie? Ian? No, other than, uh, in 2006, when I was in second grade, this was the talk of the playground. Oh, talk of the playground. Uh, wait, 2006, how old were you? I would have been seven years old. Seven. And a lot of seven year olds were talking about, uh, stay alive, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I um so I've never seen the movie and I don't even remember like so okay, let me back up. I so through watching this movie, 
there were certain scenes that like triggered like old memories of me remembering watching the trailer back in the day. Hmm. But I but I never saw the movie. But for some reason, I remember piecing together like watching the trailer way back in the day. And I'll say, okay, I know exactly what I'm watching. I I know exactly what this is. But prior to to watching it, I had no clue what I was getting into. So um this movie um did come out in 2006. Um it had it, it actually went up against uh a few good movies. Um, the top grossing horror movies in 2006 were Saw. So there was two actually. Saw two and Saw three were both top grossing in 2006. Hell yeah! Um, Wait, go figure. What's up, Ian? You said Saw one and three. No, two and three. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So two released in 2005 in October of 2005, but it charted in 2006 and was in theaters for quite a while. Um, hmm. Saw three came out in October of that year, so it it was pretty much a year apart to the day almost that they released those two movies, and they both charted in that year. But Saw three was the number one grossing horror movie in two thousand six, followed by The Omen um, at number two, which <laughs> I just bought the uh, the whole Yuck. box set, but I, I haven't <laughs> seen the Screen one. Factory one. It's I would assume I don't the two thousand six one, so I don't know if there's one. Before oh, or after that, so. Well, I mean, I know the originals, but I didn't know if there was like a. Like no, a your box set. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Scream Factory one. Yeah. Gotcha. I want that one. And then uh, number three was Final Destination three. Number four was When a Stranger Calls. Is Final Destination three the one where they're on the roller coaster? Yeah. Oh. Just all the bangers this year. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't remember Final Destination three at all. Was it which one was the one with the logs in the car? That was number two. That's my favorite one. Okay, I I honestly don't know if I've seen Final Destination three, but um, number four was When a Stranger Calls, which the main chick in that movie I thought was going places. I think everyone did in two thousand six. You know, she she looked like the up and comer. I I don't have her name on file, so I'm sorry, but she she had all the right looks. She was she was in like three, two or three horror movies within that time span, like of like two or three years, and she just dropped off the face of the earth. I don't know where she went, but um, number five was Hostel, and then Ooh. finally number six. I'm just throwing it in as a uh, um, what do they call it? Uh, honorable mention because it's it's video game related silent hill was that yeah. year 2006 so um so next we're gonna cover uh okay i mean as as certain people know we don't we don't we don't cover the oscars here okay no we don't cover we don't cover the emmys we don't do any of that we cover the fangoria chainsaw awards guys what what uh, that's what we cover here. So, um, 2006, the best villain of that year was Saw 2, which is Jigsaw. But wasn't the girl the main villain in that movie? Like the daughter? Or Saw 2? No, Amanda? No, she was just the apprentice. Um, Jigsaw was still the one that set everything up. Uh, technically, I think he might have been like really dying by the second one 
Um, but Amanda was like a pawn in the game. Like she, do you remember? She was in the game. She was in the bed full of needles. She was throwing yeah. all the needles aside. Yeah. So like from the start, she had the cure to the poison that was poisoning them. Um, but Jigsaw was the one that still set everything up and was distracting the detective from, and his son was safe the whole time. Oh my God. Saw 2 was so triggering. Honestly, it was wild. I remember it so vividly because that shit was crazy when i was nine years old i really need to rewatch the saw movies i have them all i think i've only seen up to the fourth one but oh my um, god yeah i remember saw two being pretty gnar i think um personally the first and the second one are kind of the best i think ian might feel that way too am i right ian i second uh because i'm a donnie Wahlberg fan yeah so uh I'm not going to tell you it goes uphill, Kyle, from what you've seen, but it does kind of fill in the circles and everything. Okay. Okay. Well, unfortunately for the 2006 Chainsaw Awards, our our good old movie Stay Alive didn't chart on anything there. But uh, really? Unfortunately. Frankie freaking Muniz? Come on. That's surprising. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I just want to mention that... uh, the Descent was nominated in almost every category during this year, and it didn't win anything. Oh, rip. Oh, and I know that's, that's Ian's favorite <laughs> horror movie, so I just wanted to mention that. Um, have you guys seen the Hills Have Eyes remake, or the one that came out in 2006? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen but, it. Okay. It won in Bloodiest Beatdown, over the descent fight Juno versus Sarah and the crawlers where they're all just going at it. It beat that scene. So it's pretty, it is. I feel like it's a bit over the top in some places. I think that it's, it's super gory and, uh, honestly, I like it more than the original. Interesting. Interesting. I agree. Interesting. I've only seen the original, but that, that intrigues me to want to watch that. That's cool. Um, there was a couple others. Um, the highest body count that year went to Slither, James Gunn movies. Speaking of which, made uh, Suicide Squad, and then um, the scariest film that year in two thousand six. Surprisingly, wasn't Stay Alive. It was <laughs> the, the Devil's Rejects. The Devil's Rejects won scariest film that year. Dude, oh. Devil's Rejects oh. is really good. I I wouldn't really call it scary. It's fucking yeah, me neither. Whack. It is wild. House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, even Three uh, from Hell. Yes, Three from Hell, which I, I saw in theaters. I saw it in theaters. I got a bumper sticker for going on the second night that it was in theaters. Um, it was really good. I mean, anything with Sherry Moon Zombie is eye candy. I'm gonna love because holy, mm. oh my god, oh, she is a gift from above. Thank you so much, Rob, for letting us see the angel that is your wife. Um, is anyone excited for the monsters? I'm curiously optimistic, but I wouldn't say excited. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's Rob Zombie, and I like his style. I, like, I'm a big Rob Zombie fan. I actually like all of his movies. I haven't seen Three from Hell, and I haven't seen Lords of Salem, but I Ooh, actually... That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I heard it is. I, I like all of his Halloween movies, um, 
and I'm I mean I'm I'm I love The Devil's Rejects. The Devil's Rejects is one of my favorite. I I love that movie. So, I mean, I do I think he could pull it off sure. I mean, it's one of his favorite like IPs that he's into. Um I I can't imagine him doing comedy or like even throwing in a little bit of comedy, but I mean um uh, yeah, like I'm curious. I'm optimistic, but I'm not like oh my god, I can't wait. But we'll see. That's fair. Yeah. Um and then just one more because I'm into special effects. Uh, the Hills Have Eyes won for for best makeup and special effects uh, over The Descent, Silent Hill, and Slither, and Underworld Evolution. <laughs> which in where's my boy Underworld? That's a good one. It's a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen the first one. So, um, okay, guys. So today. Like I said, we are covering Stay Alive, 2006 film distributed by Walt Disney Studio Motion Pictures. What? Is it safe to say that this is the only Disney horror movie? Uh, it's the, the only Disney slasher. It's the only Disney movie that says fuck and talks about fucking and shows some fucking. There's a lot of fucking going on. <laughs> a lot. I saw some full ass butt cheeks. All right. Oh my god, yeah. Walt, what's going on? There was some man butt for sure. Um, so is there like other Disney horror movies? That, I didn't do the research on that. There's one that came out like when I was a child, Brendan and Ian, and maybe even you, Kyle, probably know about it. It's the one that was like um something about the dark or like the boogeyman or something. There was like this guy with like some sharp ass nails underneath the bed and he was like Y'all know what I'm talking about? I I I'm vaguely familiar. It's called the Boogeyman, right? Yeah. Is it? I thought I've it was. Heard of it. Okay, I don't I don't remember. I just remember he wore like a purple, like jack. He kind of looked like Prince. I won't lie. Hell yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't Prince, obviously. Uh, he had like yellow, like sharp teeth, and like uh, Michael Jackson in Thriller when his eyes like do that thing at the end of the music video. It was kind of like bad, but like twenty four seven. I I'm so sorry. I don't remember the name of it, but that so was like. The king of pop haunting you under your bed? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's not I need you to look this bad, movie up it? after the episode and I need you to put it in the Discord because I'm all in. For okay, I, I will look <laughs> it up. It is that movie genuinely gave me nightmares as a child, but other than that, oh, Thumbelina. I don't fuck with Thumbelina. Mm -mm. Let's get into the logistics, people. This movie was directed by William Brent Bell, which I didn't know was all... He also directed um, The Boy. Yeah, I was and, surprised by that. Yeah, a little surprised as well. He directed The Boy and the sequel, The Boy 2, or Bram's The Boy 2. Did not know that. I bought that movie. Haven't seen it yet. That was the one with the, like, child Weird ball, flex. right? Yo, spoilers. <laughs> um... I didn't hear it, thank God. <laughs> That's like in the trailer, though, but okay. Well, I didn't, didn't, know what he, he, said, didn't so. he also do The Orphan? He no. did. No, well, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He's he's actually directing a movie, a prequel to 2009's Orphan called First Kill. Orphan right. First Kill. So that's coming out soon-ish, I guess. That's cool. I like that yeah. movie. Um, haven't seen that either, but I remember. What? 
the trailer and the images and all that kind of stuff. So. Wait, you haven't seen Orphan? I haven't seen Orphan. No. Dude, that oh my movie god. Is wild. It's a wild. I it. It's Holy wild. Shit. I own yeah. it. You can borrow it. It's not Blu-ray, but you can borrow it if you want. Okay. 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 Well, maybe I'll check it out. Well, actually, judging from your guys's response, maybe I'll just I'll just fucking buy it. I'm sure it's pretty cheap now. Um, That's accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also doesn't, directed. Doesn't oh, Stellan Skarsgård hang dong in that? Does he? I wouldn't. Know I, mean, I mean, Peter. I don't know why I said Stellan. I want to yeah. say probably. Hopefully. And you might have to bring back Rate That Dong with Dom, you know? It's a lost segment in time, but we might have to bring that back. Um, he also directed The Devil Inside from 2012, and I'm pretty sure that's like a... Found uh, footage. Yeah. Yeah, found footage, like exorcism kind of thing, right? Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen that either, but... He had, he had a little more pedigree than I thought he did. We'll just put it that way. Um, I couldn't find the budget on the movie. Uh, oh man, unfortunately, but it made um, so it made domestically twenty three million, internationally four million. So, judging from that, making around twenty seven, twenty eight million dollars. What do you guys? What would you guys peg the budget for this movie? Oh, uh, that was actually one of the pieces of information I found. It it's around seven million. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. okay. I, th- that- I think I, I think I heard it in the director's commentary or, or something around there. Okay, that's actually about six million more than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Give or take. Give or take. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, did you guys watch the commentary at all? That's on the DVD. Uh, I I put it on and I zoned in and out through it. Yeah, same. It's pretty cringy. <laughs> pretty cringy. Um, at least I thought so. There was a few parts that were I was just like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> so this movie is starring John Foster as Hutch, Samir Armstrong as Abigail, Frankie Muniz, Yo Not the Boss, Me Now as Swink. Jimmy Simpson as Finn and Sophia Bush as October, which is like, who picked these names? <laughs> My God! Yeah, these names are absolutely wild. I love the early two thousands. <laughs> I love the early two thousands. Hutch, Abby, Swink, Finn, and October. But I mean, and- one of the other characters' names is Loomis Crawley. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. No. Shout out to Halloween. Um, you so, forgot about Phineas, my man. Well, I called him Finn, but yeah, his name is oh. Phineas. Fucking Liam McPoyle. I love is, that guy, dude. I love it, him. Is Finn short for Phineas? Yeah, yeah. Wow. What else would it be short for? That's a good question. I don't think <laughs> I didn't think it was short for anything. <laughs> All right, with the logistics out of the way here, let's just let's just dive in. And, and you know, go over what we thought of this movie. Now, I'm going to give it to Brendan first, just because this was one of his, his picks, his recommendations. Brendan, what did you think of Stay Alive 2006? I thought that, uh, I thought it was poggers. F's in the chat for Elizabeth Bathory. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's, I, it's, 
I don't know why. I just think it's a really fun movie. It looks bad. It sounds bad. Um, it's aesthetically not pleasing whatsoever. But I just think it, it it's so fun. The kills look like shit. The oh writing is the writing is garbage. Um, but like, it's just. I think it's just wildly entertaining. Like I couldn't stop grinning when I was watching it. The, the I think that the premise is fun. Uh, I think that uh, the characters or that that the actors did well with what they were given, um, and yeah, I just think that uh, it's definitely not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I feel like a lot of people would watch it and be like, "This is terrible. Why are you making me watch this?" Um, but yeah, I just I just think it's entertaining. Okay, Ian, we're gonna roll it over you next, as being the returning guest. What do you think about uh, Stay Alive? Before I say anything, uh, the main guy who play, plays Dexter is from Raleigh, North Carolina, not British. <laughs> that and, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I swear, I thought I thought he was British. I I, I, I don't know. It's 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 probably one of those things that your mom tells you, and you like believe it. I don't know. Um, and also, uh, Underworld Evolution's fake fan, because uh, that is the sequel. I was thinking of the third movie. Um, God, you're 0 for 2 today. I know. I know. I feel like I lied. I just, I'm just a damn liar. Um, but this movie, I put it on the highest pedestal of them all. Um, <laughs> why, are you, why are you laughing? Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. Um, it's been on my watch list since a watch list has been conceived for my life. Um, and, you know, my only gripe, my only gripe with this movie is the film quality. Some of it looks like it was shot on a Motorola Razor. And some of the scenes just look like an anti-smoking ad or like a Paramore music video. Like, it just looks (laughs) bad. Oh, no. The the camera quality. uh, And I know it's not the DVD um, because some of the scenes are shot uh, like perfectly normal. Like, it's it's not blurry. It's not uh, distorted. It doesn't have like a uh, filter in any way. Um, but you know how, um, in like modern day movies, whenever they do like a, a, a throwback scene, um, to like the early two thousands, they put like a filter on. This mm-hmm. is what the filter looks like. Like they are referencing this movie. Um, where am I going with this? Yeah. Didn't like the camera quality, uh, but everything else I can live with, to be honest, I thought it was pretty decent acting. Um, and just a, it was a fun cast. It was a fun cast. Also, the um, the I like the the way they shot the video game because they could have used something from uh, two thousand six, and that probably would have looked uh, it probably wouldn't have held up as well. As well as what was there, yeah, yes, for sure. Georgie, <laughs> <laughs> uh, stay alive. What do you think? Honestly, I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. It had good vibes all around. I really liked the video game play. 
I didn't love how it like switched from first person to third person like a lot with zero explanation like as a gamer that kind of pissed me the fuck off I was like what is happening am I in first person or third person make up your mind um but other than that honestly like it was like Brendan said just absolutely uh, had me smiling like basically the entire time Uh, it was ridiculous it was so absurdly awesome um they didn't have to go as hard as they did but they did and i appreciate it a lot it was very rewarding okay okay all right guys so this movie wait how did you feel about it oh i'll tell you i'll tell you (laughs) brendan (laughs) i'll tell you exactly what i uh, thought of this movie so um this movie was terrible and uh (laughs) I thought the acting was atrocious. I thought, I I agree with Ian. the uh, The film quality. There are certain scenes where it goes from like seven twenty p to like ten p, and it it just changes on the fly out of nowhere, and I had no idea why. Um, the story didn't make sense, but it was a cool premise. Uh, everything about this movie was bad. And yet I enjoyed the hell out of myself the whole time watching it. (laughs) I watched this with my girlfriend and we were cracking up at 90% of the movie that was going on. We were like the the quotes of the movie. Oh, dude, the quotes. I already have a couple lined up and I'm curious if you guys have any favorites. Oh, yeah. there's, There's some quotes in this movie that genuinely... Like, I laughed out loud just because of how bad they were, but in a good way. And I will say that um, the vocabulary used in a lot of, like, um, things they say in that has not aged well. It's not really um, super appropriate for the times now. But that aside, um, this movie was... I, I almost feel like this movie was, like, 15 years too early. Like, I feel like this movie could be made now and be really cool. And especially because this movie was made in a time where gaming was huge. I mean, we were on the cusp of 2007 when we were about to enter one of the greatest years of gaming. I mean, Mass Effect, Bioshock, this Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which started the whole Call of Duty thing. Like, we were on the cusp of, like, video games exploding that next year. And... I think that this movie would do really well now. I mean, we see like Ryan Reynolds, uh, what's that new movie called? Um, Free Guy. Free Guy, yeah. And now they have so many subtle gaming references about him being an NPC and stuff. And the audience watching it, even if they don't play games, like they know what all these terms are and they know what they're referencing even if they don't play games because they either have kids that play games or they grew up with friends that played games or they play games themselves. And I feel like this movie could really, like, really work for an audience today and not only with, like, like the themes and what it's about, but also the budget. Like, if, if it was given a good, a good budget, this premise could, could work really well. But that being said... This movie is is it, it, it's real bad. It's a real bad movie. Um, but I did enjoy it quite a bit. 
um, my girlfriend hated it, but that almost that almost like increased my enjoyment just to see her get worked up with certain things. But we were going back and forth and like talking about scenes, and it was one of those classic horror things where like. 90% of the enjoyment that I got out of this movie was the interaction with the people around me while watching the movie. And not every horror movie has that kind of like like interaction quality to it. And this one did. So I'm for $3, I am glad that I bought this movie because it is a product of its time. 2006, the year I graduated high school, baby. It's a great year. And it it did take me back with a lot of the references I mean, the gaming references then, and like I, I loved. Okay, well, I'm going on a tangent. I'm going on a tangent. I uh, I did enjoy the movie, even though it was trash. Um, I am curious though, what quotes from the movie you guys enjoyed? We'll start with uh, we'll start with Ian, and just feel free to talk. Uh, it was just one one quote. Uh, it was at at the end where uh. Swink. This is my favorite one too. This is my favorite one too. (laughs) He uh, stays by the van and he says, I'll take care of these punk ass bitch motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, that quote was, uh, you guys get out of here. I got these punk ass bitch motherfuckers handled. I love it. Yeah, it's uh, too much. It's just... (laughs) line just doesn't work <laughs> like who's ever said that in their life what about you brennan yeah the uh the line that i had was from uh phineas uh that girl's got body karate <laughs> uh, i like that yeah that's a good one george you got any good lines <laughs> I pretty much liked anything Phineas said. One that I really liked, which in the director's cut, I'm assuming it says, can we skip the cinematic foreplay? I want to fuck. But in the <laughs> one that I watched, he says, can we skip the cinematic foreplay? I want to butter this muffin. And I thought that was really, really funny. It's almost, um, I also, yeah, it's almost better, yeah. Yeah, I also really liked his his one shirt that he was wearing like right before he was like the pace of this game is really slow and then the next scene he's like sweating like heaving because they're fighting so many zombies in the um graveyard or whatever and his shirt his wife beater that he's wearing underneath whatever he was wearing before it says who farted and i thought that was just so funny because i was like that is perfect for him 11 out of 10 character like uh analysis right there when i knew this movie was really flying off the rails is when i uh when that one girl was like anyone who says size doesn't matter has never played a third person shooter and i was like what the fuck does that mean (laughs) (laughs) i had zero clue what was going on i was like like i looked like i paused the movie and i looked over and i was like what the fuck is she talking about (laughs) you don't know kyle you don't know? Apparently not. <laughs> a third. I mean, I get the context of it, but like the third person shooter thing, it just didn't make sense to me. But um, what do you guys? So, Brendan, yes. I I'm going to take it back to this because you being a writer, what do you think about the premise of the movie? And like, what do you think about it works and doesn't work? 
I, uh, well, I, 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 to kind of go off what you said earlier, I think that nowadays, um, a reboot of this would go over really well if it was handled properly and given a really decent budget because like the, the idea that you die in a game, you die in real life. That's terrifying. Like I play a shit ton of call of duty. Like if, if you died in real life, every time you played around a call of duty, like I'd be dead immediately. I'm terrible at the game. Um, so I just think that the concept is great. The writing was weird. It is a product of its time. Like at one point, Frankie Muniz is wearing his, uh, gamer gloves and he rips them off and he's like, these are gay. Like, okay, you know, all right, whatever. That's probably not what would be said, but, um, the, I think that the dialogue was one of the biggest detractors of the script because it's pretty much just like overly expository. And right after they all read, um, the poem at the beginning of the game, October, again, weird name, um, October's like, yeah, the undead can't cross the twig of a rose or something. I'm like, okay, that's probably the clunkiest sentence I've ever heard in a movie. Um, but, you know, I, I think that the that the script was one of the worst aspects of the movie. Yeah, no, I agree. I that <laughs> a lot of the th- shit that was said, it hasn't aged well, like I said, and unfortunately, it it doesn't have that that dialogue that's kind of timeless now like you could tell it's aged and uh that's unfortunate but it's yeah it's it's fortunate um ian what do you think about the premise and the concept of the movie oh it's great i mean like uh, brennan said it's it's pretty terrifying like you die in a game you die in real life uh i do think this that this would be a good um remake like you said kyle um I actually didn't mind the dialogue. I, I, I was I went to bed that night thinking um, about all the enjoyable movies uh, that are a product of its time, like uh, Alien Resurrection and The Crow is a perfect example. Like that movie is is the most '90s thing to come out of the '90s. Um, movies like RoboCop too. Um, but yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Georgie, would you play and stream this game and ask everybody to smash that like button? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. I would not. I mean, if if I realized that, like, I was going to die anyways, no matter what, I would have played the game. I would have been like, yo, let's get this shit over with. Let's fucking win beat fight that final boss find the key whatever let's do it um but no i would not play this game do i look no don't answer that i'm not even gonna ask that question because i don't want to hear your answer no i would not play this game thank you i almost wanted to um get really into reading about who it's about the countess elizabeth bathory have you like did you guys check out anything on her before the, the cast? No. Is that like okay. actually real? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like oh God. So she's been labeled. So this is uh, per Wikipedia, but she's been labeled by the Guinness World Records as the most pro, uh, prolific female murderer. Holy shit. Um, the, number of her, the number of her victims is debated, but 
um, the Countess and four collabor- uh, collaborators were accused of torturing and killing hundreds of girls and women between 1590 and 1610. The highest number of victims cited during her trial was 650 kills. But this number comes at claims of, or comes by claims of a servant girl that she she like wrote down in her uh, her journal about it and stuff. But um, I I thought that was super interesting, and so I I kind of want to look into her a little bit. Like that sounds cool. Um, where where was this base then? If it was a real story, like was it in the United States? Like what state? Do you know? That's amazing. No, no. It so England, it's actually right? what's that? Was it England? No, it was a uh, Hungary. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, like, the stories describing her, like, vampiric tendencies and stuff, um, that, like, like they took that from that. So, like, in the movie, like, she she bathed in the blood of her virgins to retain her youth and stuff. Like, they were... Yeah. So, those those rumors were recorded after her death and are considered, like, unreliable because, like... There's not actual documentation. It's more just like word of mouth. But she was like, she was definitely killing fools. Death, like 650 plus, you know, and like, I don't know. Now it's like a national folklore over there, apparently. So I didn't know this movie was kind of loosely based on that whole, that whole thing. But I thought it was super interesting. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like they I feel like they kind of just threw that in just for added story. Yeah, they could have really capitalized on that and like they didn't they didn't go into that at all, but it was like this super crazy folklore just disguised as this like B-rated horror movie. Um what do you guys think of the kills? Ian, I'll throw it your way. Um were there was there a good one? <laughs> all right roaster <laughs> i i actually thought of this i was like i i really hope we don't go over the kills because they're just they're not good there's uh, they're, they're not good you didn't have didn't one like that them. you even remotely liked at all i personally did not like any of the kills Damn. Like did the, it even make you feel something uh the one um where Phineas got ran over by the horse-drawn carriage, um, that made me feel happy, like because like because I was like laughing because of how oh. bad the the graphics were. Um, <laughs> You're not wrong. But like when he, he got like sucked in towards the screen for some reason, it was it, it was just terrible animation. Um, I guess the detective's death was decent. I just didn't like the editing at all of this movie. So in the detective's death, did you see more than, like, yes. is it gory in the director's cut? Because in mine, I didn't oh. see anything. It kind of, like, snipped away, like, right before the, like, the things, like, so, like ripped you see, his like, face a, apart. You see, you see, like, a back shot, or not a back shot, oh my god. <laughs> his, uh, his a far shot, I am so sorry. A far shot of his truck, and then you hear him scream, and then like blood splatters, because that's what I saw. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was hilarious too. Where like they're interrogating um, Hutch and Hutch and Swink in front of the car mm-hmm. after uh, Finn dies, and uh, the detective's like, "Let me take a look at this game. How do I start it?" And Finn's like, "Oh yeah, you just hit this button. Hit this button." Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> He's just like letting him start the game. When they Wait, clearly... what? Is that really what happened for you guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah, in, so in like... the version that I watched, he was literally like, hey, I don't think you should. And then the guy was like, I'm not a pussy. Load it up. And he was like, okay. And then he did Well, it. yeah, that's what, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I just think it's funny because if like they were on this whole like, you're going to die if you play this game. <laughs> but he gives in so easily. He's like, yeah, you can fucking go ahead and play it. <laughs> it's true, yeah. <laughs> but um, what about you, Brendan? Any kills? Anything that yeah, uh, sparked your, your fancy? Yeah. Uh, so also, if I could just comment real quick on the uh, the quality of some of the shots, mainly the kills. Um, so di- when Disney saw... The rough cut, which was the director's cut that that's on the DVD, um, they refused to let them finish like the special effect, like you know any CGI and touch-ups and stuff. Um, so all the like grainy scenes that are in the movie are like the scenes that were cut, and Disney refused to let them, you know, color correct or do anything to make them look nice, which is why a good portion of the movie just looks like complete shit. Um, but no, I, I think that, uh, Phineas's death is, it's, it's interesting, I think. Um, and what was the other one? Oh, October. Like, why did she go into that building? Made she, knows, she, she knows that people are, that a ghost is trying to hunt them down and kill them. So she sees the ghost and she's like, I'm going to go check this out and then gets her throat slit. So... <laughs> Yeah, I so just going back to what you said, um, I guess I mean not knowing because I've only seen the director's cut, but that would make sense if uh, the only scenes that were grainy and shitty were the scenes that were supposed to be cut. Yeah, and like the there's two characters. There's like there's two characters that aren't even in the PG thirteen cut, and those two characters explain the entire movie. Which two characters? Um, the game developer. And the author. Weird. I mean, I guess that whole game developer scene isn't really necessary. You know, it's not. But at least the scene with the author, you know, it, like it explains the backstory of of, of the, the ghost and stuff. Yeah. In in the PG thirteen cut, they're just like, oh yeah, the ghost coded the video game. Like, <laughs> what? Interesting. I don't remember. Interesting. I don't remember them saying that, but I definitely remember writing in my notes how frustrated I was that, like, not only once but twice were they on their way to go meet the game developer, and then it never happened. And I was like, "What? Like, you're just <laughs> talking about like how everything's gonna be solved when you talk to this game developer, and then." You go to meet them, but then you don't, and somehow you end up at her real life mansion without meeting the game developer. Like it didn't, it didn't add up. So you, Brendan, saying that makes me realize why I didn't realize that they cut those scenes out. I realize none of this makes sense, but wouldn't have made more sense if the witch did code the game. Because okay, look, okay, hear me out, hear me out. So you got the game developer who just makes a game and then it happens to get haunted? Like, I don't understand, like, the connection between that. Or did I miss that? Like, why, why was the game he made, why was it being, like, why did it get turned into how it, like, how did it get turned into how it did? 
I, I don't think that they ever actually really explain that because they talk to the developer and he's like, yeah, if you want to know about the lore of this person that I made the game on, go talk to the author. And the author's like, yeah, she she killed virgins and bathed in their blood. And we're like, OK, cool, whatever. But why is she in the game? Maybe it's the. uh this what do they call it like the sans thing that the people have to like speak in the beginning of the game maybe that's what activates it well i mean that that's, is what activates it but yeah. maybe that's what like it's in, infuses the spirit into yeah. the, the, the whole thing yeah at, at one point when october was still alive r.i.p to my goth queen but she was talking about how like any spirit can be brought back to life with the right text it was maybe. the diary yeah. that they recite at the beginning so that would make sense so then, it, so then, technically, it was probably the writer behind it the whole time, then, right? Because she wrote the game, right? Or no? I didn't no, see that she, scene, so I can't. I can't answer. No, I, I'm pretty sure she wrote the book that the guy yes, based the game off of. Yes, that's what it is. Okay. So, so yes, te- technically, you you are correct. That uh, that writer is also one of the main chicks in the Silent Hill movie that came out that year. So she was a. Uh, she was putting on some bangers, dude, I'll tell you what. Um, okay, so is there anything else you guys want to cover on this before we get into our ratings? Yes. You didn't What's ask up? me about my favorite kill. Oh, my God. Oh. Georgie, I'm so sorry. Final girl, final oh, girl. Wow. What is your favorite kill? <laughs> Talk to me. Awkward. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, mm, sorry, Brendan, but I actually really liked October's death. Do I agree? That she was a dumbass for going in that abandoned house after hearing a bitch scream? Absolutely, but 100%. that's just like a horror movie thing. Like, everybody's stupid. Um, I really... The reason why I liked her death so much is because, like, after she decided to, like, stop screaming and, like, directly look at the witch, she was like, go fuck yourself. And then she got fucking killed. But like honestly, stick it to the man till the end. I really love that. The woman. Yeah, you're right. The woman. Okay. Okay. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. I just want to say that I don't have a favorite kill per se, but my favorite scene to a kill is when Adam Goldberg, which is the uh, coked out boss, Miller, when this when the camera zooms in on his face really fast and he's screaming bloody murder, it's probably one of the hardest i've hardest times i've laughed in 2021 like it was it was hilarious and um if i could have that scream as like a gif like somebody needs to make that scream a gif that's all i'm saying um but i didn't really have any favorite kills um i thought that Abigail was good to get killed at the end. I kind of wish she would have, but well, only because um, when Hutch was nailing the nails in the witch, he took 42 hours to nail in each nail. Oh my God, I totally wrote that yeah. down. I was like, why are you taking so fucking long? Like, she is about to die. Why did he need like, to do that, by the way? Uh, drama. Per, the drama. No, 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 no. Per the per the book of oh yeah, of, what October like the witch said. thing. Like that's how you put a witch back, like the soul back into the body or whatever. Oh, so missed that part. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah, but um, I yeah, with how slow he was going, I was like, this is this is insane. This is insane. Um, I thought that the uh, 
horse carriage boss fight towards the end of the game was hilarious. Uh, when they're in the great or the like the monolithium or what, what, like whatever the fuck it's called, <laughs> <fight>. Thank you. <laughs> that that boss fight was uh, was pretty funny to me. Um, when he stood up and like spinned around and held the rose and it like whoosh, it vanished. That was that was funny. Oh um, my goodness! <laughs> yeah, that scene. <laughs> that got the drama. Uh, that got me pretty good. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> well, um. I'll say that I actually enjoyed the last 30 minutes of the movie. Uh, the whole scene where, like, Swink is on the computer guiding him through the house while he's playing was, was like, very, like, Matrix-esque as, like, being the operator. And he was like, you got to go this way. You got to go left. And then uh, he tries to get into to the one door. And he's like, man, there's, there's no way I, I, could, I could get in this door. And then he, like, drops the crowbar in-game and it appears in real life, which I thought was weird. Um. But yeah, the last 30 minutes was actually stronger than I thought it was going to be. Um, but yeah. Uh, there are some little beginning scenes that are cringe AF, if you would. Um, like when the sister brings her dead brother's video game collection to the funeral. <laughs> um, I thought that was a little odd. I thought that was a little out of place. Um, and then it goes to Hutch's apartment where he's uh, cleaning red solo cups. <laughs> Did you guys notice that? I did yeah, not a, notice that. Dude, like, I definitely cool noticed it. I literally wrote it down in my notes. I was like, cleaning a red solo cup? What the fuck is going on? Especially like a few minutes after that happened, it showed like a wide view of his apartment. Homie had a nice apartment. Yeah. Like, why are you washing your red solo cups right now? Oh my God. Was that a apartment above the coffee shop like it looked like it was like above the coffee shop scenario or am i tripping i don't know i mean that that goes with the editing again like yeah because with the way the movie was edited it looked like they like walked upstairs to the apartment but maybe i'm tripping i thought it was weird that they had a giant poster of steam boy on the back of their wall great movie what is that great anime it's a good anime if you look it up the when it came out, it probably came out that year, actually, which is why they were uh, pushing it so hard. But like the animation was like a big deal when that movie came out. Like people tripped over it, and uh, like I remember it being really popular. But um, I just thought that was that was really random. But, um, um, and then the last scene where it's like unnecessarily awkward for him to just hand um, Abigail some toilet paper. It, it it just seems so weird. It just seems so drawn out. And he like kept the door open and like just looked at her legs as she's like taking a shit. Wait, I'm <laughs> so sorry. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, that's weird. Like she she the Abigail um needed toilet paper. Uh because Hutch was out of it. And he had it in his hands and he's like, Oh, I'm just gonna do you want me to get uh, October to pass her through the door? She's like, no, just go ahead and pass it to the door. He's like, uh, um, uh, okay. I, I, I definitely did Ooh. not see what you're talking about. It's, it's just one of those scenes where, like, it was trying to establish how awkward he was with girls and stuff, but it was just weird. I, it was just weird. I hate that. That's awful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was. Okay. Um, 
Okay, so I guess we can, unless you guys have anything you want to add, we can get into final thoughts and ratings. Uh, I have a lot. <laughs> I have questions. Brendan, do you have anything to add? Um, I just think that if people get the chance to check out the director's cut, I think that uh, they should go ahead and do it because it's like I think the, the majority of us have said it's really fun. Uh, I wouldn't recommend watching the PG-13 version. That's my final thought. Fair enough. Georgie, what's up? All right. First of all, mm, there was this one part. I don't remember exactly what it was, but somebody was talking to somebody about a PDA sex thing and if they were into it or not. What the hell does that mean? I actually don't know. And I was wondering the same thing. Um, I'm on it. (laughs) (laughs) I just, when he said that, I was like, okay, granted, I was like eight years old when this movie came out. But also, like, I have never heard of this at all. I mean, PDA is just public displays of affection, but I don't know what, like, the whole sex thing is. Yeah, is it, like, actually sexing in public? Which, like, ooh, okay, 2006, calm down. but. Everything's just coming up as PDA, so I don't like. I think they were just referring to PDA. All right, that's fair. Secondly, when uh, Abigail, right, the blonde—that's her name. Mm -hmm. When which 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 which? Hold on, I just gotta say, which she has the worst wig ever. That like that that's a wig, right? Can we all agree that's a wig? Yes. (laughs) I gotta know if it's a wig. (laughs) I want to believe it's not. It's a terrible. Okay, I'm on it. Go okay, ahead. well, um, when she first meets, um, God damn it, the main guy, the the hottie with the body, what's his name? Somebody help me. Hutch. Frank Hutch. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, also yes. Frank Unionez, but no, yeah. I was referring to Hutch. Um, when they first meet, she literally like. <laughs> stares at him creepily takes a photo in the distance and then walks up to him literally in his face flash and all could see and he looks at her did you just take a photo of me she's like yeah you are like the saddest person here but you're the only one not crying so i took a photo and that was it that was their whole last conversation that was the only context we got of her walking up and taking this close ass shot and then after I also want that, to some clarification on that scene, if you're done with it. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I'm interrupting. I'm sorry, but here we go. So she says that she was going there because she was the girl that died. She was really good friends with the girl that died. And she was like, oh, yeah. You know, I was, I always thought I would take photos at her wedding, not her funeral, but that wasn't her funeral, right? That was Loomis's funeral. No, it was all three of them. It was Loomis and the two roommates that were also killed the same night. Okay, continue. Yeah. A triple triple funeral. It's weird, but go ahead. A a triple threat? Anyway. um, There was also an exchanging of will uh, items at the funeral, so. It's true. true. (laughs) If if you want to go there. But yeah, I literally didn't understand, like that interaction whatsoever i it felt very strange and then at the end of it she literally handed that creepy ass photo to him she was like 
here's my number. If you ever need to talk, call me. And then he gets her sucked up into like a murder video game and it was just a lot. Also, their kiss at the end of the movie, like after he saved her life, that was so awkward to me. Like part of me was like, oh, that's cute. But part of me was also like, that is like not the time. Now is not the time. I mean, if you're about to die, you know. But he had also just like held October as she was dying. And it was to me kind of seemed like he was a little bit into her. I don't know. Y'all tell me what you think. But I just thought it was an interesting uh, dynamic that was going on. But you're right. If you're about to die, why the fuck not? Okay. Well, since you're already on a roll, Georgie, what are your final thoughts and rating for Stay Alive 2006? Honestly, anything with Frankie Muniz just makes my heart happy. Uh, God, he was such an icon. He is still an icon. Um, it was really entertaining. I, like I said, have seen it before, but for whatever reason, I didn't really remember. Like, I remembered certain moments, but I didn't remember, like, the whole backstory. So, like, relearning it was very interesting, but I was still on board. I still really appreciated it. I also love how, like, at the end of the movie, he defeats her, quote unquote, um, using a fucking Alienware laptop. <laughs> like that was kind of yeah. sick. Um, yeah. Do you want my rating? Are we doing that now? Yep. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to say like a solid eighty <laughs> percent. All right. It was, it, it was just super entertaining. Like, am I saying that this movie is scary? Absolutely not. No. But it is, it's it's a good movie. Like, I was thoroughly entertained the entire time. It, it, it was hilarious. It had its moments where I was like, okay, this is, like, kind of spooky. And then it had its moments where I was like, this is absolutely fucking ridiculous, but I love every second of it. So, yeah, that's how I feel. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ian, final thoughts and rating. Uh, so in Georgie's mind, uh, this is better than, um, that one zombie movie that you love. 28 Days Later. <laughs> no, not that one. The comedy. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, yeah. I don't know why I can think of the movie. Um, anyways. Uh, right, you know to, what's... to be fair, uh, okay. I did, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember what I rated Shaun of the Dead, but, uh... It was low. It was low. Ian, we're not rating shaming here, okay? Yeah, I would have rated it higher if I had remembered that I rated this higher. So, anyway, continue. Um, very fun movie. You know, it's it's really bad, and it's very fun. And I actually like uh William Brent Bell as a director. Uh, he puts he puts out some fun stuff. I like The Boy. Thought it was very entertaining. Had a good plot twist. Uh, I liked The Devil Inside. Uh, terrible ending. The worst in cinematic history, but you know, the rest of the movie was fine. Um, I just think he needs he needs a he needs a good a good shot, like a good team, and um, you know, just I, I want I want him to be happy. So I'm gonna give this a little a, a little higher of a score, um, sixty five. Um, it's still really bad, but it's highly entertaining. 
Okay. I mean, he might have a shot with the prequel to The Orphan, so we'll see. I'm hoping. Brendan, the new blood. Do you have uh, any additional final thoughts? If not, just the rating. Um, no more. No more additional thoughts, really. Um, I I would say that for a rating, I'm probably gonna have to give it a seventy. Seventy percent. Okay. 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 Um. This is a bad movie. Um, it's just a real bad movie. Uh, I'm glad I have it in my collection now, though. And for three bucks, uh, you can't really go wrong with that. Um, I do want to revisit this movie. I'm actually going to revisit this movie eventually, and I'm going to be really drunk when I do. And I feel like I'm going to have a good time again because I had a good time. I had a good time watching this movie. But it's it it's real bad, and I'm trying to distinguish whether I I want to rate this movie based on the actual quality of the movie, or if I want to base it on my personal enjoyment. So before I give this rating, um, can I get some insight from you guys? How did you how did you rate this movie? I think we need to establish this going forward because um, eighty percent is pretty high for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right fuck off i, I just no, no it's it's not a diss it's not a diss it's just i i want to understand where your guys's heads at so going forward this is going to be red rum official now should we base our reviews on our enjoyment of the movie or the actual quality of the movie brendan go i think it depends on the movie because you know something like this has no you know as much as we may have enjoyed it, it has no merit to it. Whereas something like Midsommar or The Lighthouse, you know, those are actually good films. So maybe it would depend on the film. Uh, if it's just like, you know, uh, uh, like a little popcorn slasher or something, we wouldn't rate that the same way as we do something like uh, Color Out of Space or something. I don't know. I'm just trying to pull titles out of my ass, but. I don't know if, if that's, that's what you name. What? So so we're going. So we're putting these. I've never movies heard in of that movie. <laughs> You've never heard of Color Out of Space? It, no. It's a Nicolas Cage movie. What? Oh, it's yeah. It's a it's a Lovecraft adaptation. It's oh. fantastic. Although Richard Stanley is a gross rapist, and I, I do not stand by him. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. What's it called though? Uh, color, color out of space. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> okay. So, um, it, okay. So I feel like we're putting these movies in two different categories. And if we're going in with the expectation, it's going to be bad. We're rating it on like how good the bad movie is compared to other bad movies and vice versa. If it's a good movie, correct? That that's my thought. Okay. Okay. Do you guys all agree with that? You said that way too fast. I feel like you would. I oh jeez. I feel like we would have to like set a precedent of what's a good movie and what's a bad movie. <laughs> what do you mean, Georgie? Leeches is not a good movie. I never said it was, but if I were to rate like rate it against other bad movies, I'd probably rate it pretty high. Which 
granted is why I rated this movie high is because I fucking enjoyed every single second of it because it's bad and I love it. (laughs) Okay, guys. Well, I'm conflicted here. So (laughs) I'm going to give this movie a 35%. (gasps) Now, Jesus, oh my lord, okay, impressive. <laughs> That's the lowest you've given, I right? Even this lower is, than your next. This is surprisingly because that movie's really bad. Uh, Wait, you don't like your next? I do not like your next. Right. Oh my oh. god, give it to him, Brendan. Someone <laughs> called 911. I think I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> give it to him. <laughs> Oh, I wish no. you were. I wish you were actually here for that episode, Brandon. I really do. Um, That's one of my all-time favorite, like slasher movies. My God. Well, you know, to each their own. Anyways, sorry. Continue. <laughs> so, um, this so the thirty-five percent is actually a bump. That's with my enjoyment factored in. Oh God, <laughs> child. <laughs> <laughs> because if we were taking out the enjoyment part of it, it would be sitting at around a fifteen percent. <laughs> because I do think the quality of this movie is just hot garbage. But I did enjoy it. I actually had fun with it. The experience of the movie was fun. So I'm going to give it a thirty-five percent for Stay Alive. So which is that being said, the official Red Room score for. Stay Alive 2006 is 62%. Okay, that's fair. I can get on board with that. That is a very fair score for this movie. 100% fair. I had to I had to average this out. I had to do it. Yeah. But um <laughs> it would have been way too high. <laughs> it been way too high. But hey, you know, like I said, teach their own. Teach your own. On that note. This has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Room, the demon spawn of the Ruminations Radio Network. If you like what we're doing here, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Ruminations of Red Room and on Twitter at Of Red Room. That's OF Red Room. And please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and make sure you hit us up with a review. Smash that like button and give us a review. <laughs> that being said, I'm your host, Kyle. With every kill begins with K. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Georgie, the final girl. Uh, I loved that, Kyle. Thank you so much for that musical gift. Well, you brought it to fruition, so thank you. The new blood. Brennan. Wear a mask, get vaccinated, and join our Discord. And Ian, with now two E's. <laughs> Have a good day, you goddamn gorgeous son of a gun. God. And on that note, please wear a mask. And most importantly, stay safe.